Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Welcome to episode 18, Trauma Part 2, Recovery. And if you haven't listened to part one, which is what is trauma, um, that might be a good place to start, although this is a standalone as well. And if you just want to cut to the chase and the recovery part, um, that's great. But I did give a couple of good foundations in the first one. So just another pitch for going back. Um, but if not, welcome. I hope that you find uh, help in, in the recovery process and uh, better understanding based on the things we talked about today. So I'm going to start with Dr. Peter Levine, one of my favorite um, trauma therapists. who's really dedicated his 40 plus years career to dealing with trauma. And he has some really, really helpful things to share about trauma. And his quote is, trauma is a fact of life, but it does not have to be a life sentence. And there's two very important things being said here. One of them is the fact that, yeah, we all have trauma and we have to be aware of that. And sometimes it does impact us and and that's okay. Now, whether you agree with Dr. Levine that about 90% of all issues that people have and medical issues, physical issues are psychosomatic or are trauma related, that's that's up to you. But the bottom line is that trauma is prevalent. Um, but the second thing is the more important part is the fact that it doesn't have to be a life sentence. There's so there's so many modalities out there and so much help that can be given to you um, and so many things that you could do to help yourself that don't walk around and think, oh no, I'm hopeless and there's nothing that could ever be done. Um, because there is so much that could be done. And I've seen time and again clients that are motivated and clients that fight to get to the right answers, really do make tremendous strides in their personal development and in their ability to function in life. So I want to really encourage you and give you hope if you or a loved one has trauma. um, There is so much that could be done. I'm going to talk about four important things today and give you a couple of book recommendations as well, which I think you'll be very grateful for if you haven't read some of these books. Uh, The first topic is selecting a therapist and the modality. The second topic is stabilization. The third one is the work. And the fourth one is healing and repair. So let's talk about those in order. Selecting a therapist and modality. Okay. Some some people come to, come to me and they say, you know, Joe, I heard about your work and, and I want you to help me. And I just worked with a lot of therapists and none of them were able to help me. So first thing I say is that it's really unfortunate because, you know, you're right. I see it very often that some a lot of therapists take on things that they think that they're equipped to deal with, but they don't have any specialized training. So I don't recommend seeing anyone that does not have specialized training in trauma. Now, the second thing is it's not about whether they're a newbie or an oldbie. To me, yes, clinical experience is important, but it's about what skills do they have. So just graduating master's program or doctorate, doctoral program in psychology does not mean that you're a trauma therapist. So I, I would definitely ask the therapist, what are your credentials in trauma training? What are, you, what are your experiences and what have you done with clients that have different types of trauma? And you could be general. You don't have to go into your exact details. Sometimes it's traumatizing just doing that. Okay. As far as modalities, the rule of thumb, as Dr. Bessel van der Kolk points out, the body keeps the score, which is one of my book recommendations at the end, um, is that what he's found is that, and again, neurologically, this, this is proven that oftentimes just recounting the trauma or this quote-unquote trauma work that people think they're doing with lay therapists who don't have experience in trauma and don't have specialized training in it often is re-traumatizing and only makes the problem worse. 
And so it's it's not to say that you need to walk out of every session feeling better, but it's to say that if you keep continuously walking out feeling worse and worse and it's making things worse in your life based on you, not based on things around you, because sometimes we can't control those, uh, then we need to rethink what we're doing. So some of the modalities that I would start off with are EMDR, that's eye movement desensitization reprocessing, and MDREA is a organization that uh, regulates the training and certification. You could look that up and look up your zip code. You have a find a therapist button. So it's E-M-D-R-I-A, M-D-R-I-A, E-M-D-R, internationalassociation.org. And you can look them up, just look for a therapist and look for their credentials, see how much training they have. That could be very helpful. A lot of clients uh, call me and they want to know what are your credentials. And I send them to look me up. I'm on the MDRA website. I'm a member and a certified EMDR therapist. So always check the certification and what type of credentials that the therapist has. That's, that's a very important thing. Other modalities that are very, very powerful, and again, Bessel van der Kolk is a very big fan of EMDR, as well as uh, Peter Levine's work, which is all uh, somatic experiencing. And the, the theory is that a lot of our trauma is stored in our body, and that talk therapy just act, activates it more and makes it worse, because talk therapy deals with our neocortex, our human part, but it doesn't deal with our mammalian attachment brain, which is damaged by the trauma, and it especially doesn't deal with our reptilian protective part of the brain, which is where most of our reactivity comes from, and most of the issues that we have because of the trauma comes from. And so what Peter Levine's approach, and again, you can look him up and find a local therapist as well on his website, which is traumahealing.org. And there's a tremendous amount of information about what he does. Another very effective uh, modality, is, which is similar but, but different in, in many ways, is called sensory motor psychotherapy. And it was developed by Dr. Pat Ogden. And her website is sensorymotorpsychotherapy.org. And again, you could find a therapist, a local therapist that practices uh, sensory motor psychotherapy, which again, tries to evoke the body. And really, I've seen it to be the most powerful uh, modalities out there for, for treating trauma. And it's, it's really amazing to behold. And one of the most amazing things about it is that it's not about recounting the trauma and going through all the stories and telling the story over and over again and interpreting. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of insight that comes, but it's not through that way. It's through your body. And I know a lot of people at first are kind of like hesitant, like, oh, what does my body have to do with anything? But remember, <laughs> uh, Bessel van der Kolk found that yoga is very effective for treating trauma. And again, these body movements are really, really very, very uh, awakening and very, very healing. So be open to that and read some read, read more about it. And you might actually feel that it's helpful. Number two is stabilization. Um, while we're doing the work, we need to make sure that we stay stable. And if we're being extremely aroused by things and extremely upset and angry and frustrated, that needs to be brought to the attention of our therapist or the people that we're working with. And that is definitely an area of concern to take things slow. Because if we do, if we rush things, uh, it will backfire. And the, the rule of thumb with trauma is that the, uh, going at a slow pace is the fastest way. And we need to remember that. Number three is the work. And again, this could vary for everyone. For some people, it is psychodynamic going back to the past. For some people, it is inner child or ego states or other things like that. And that has been found to be very effective. And for other people, it is more in the present and more of just dealing with the present situations, um, which are usually the rule of thumb is that when you're hysterical, it's historical. So usually the present, almost always, the uh, underlying themes are just recurring themes from childhood that uh, sabotage and go into adulthood. So uh, whenever you are deciding to do this work, and I've met people who are 18, 20, 30, 40, 50, and even I worked with someone who was 90 who wanted to do the work, which was very impressive. And he did do the work very successfully. It's never too late to start and just 
be willing to do that work. Because here's the thing. On the outside, it seems like if I just keep it buried, it's going to be better. But on the inside, uh, the shortcut is to do the work and to go the long way and to do the work. Because the other shortcut of just ignoring it is really a long cut because you never get there. And the last thing is healing and repair, which is the most empowering and amazing part about the journey. And that is that while you do the repair and while you uh, start taking your life back, so many things change and so many healings could take place, a better understanding of people, better understanding of your dynamics, better understanding and responsibility of your part in relationship dynamics and in family dynamics. And your life will start to uh, feel so much better. So just doing that healing and repair part puts you in touch with your resources, really helps you feel better. And again, like we started off with, yes, trauma is a fact of life, but it does not have to be a life sentence. And if you could just remember one thing from this recording, I think that should be your guiding light, that it's not a life sentence and you're going to get better. A couple of books, uh, four books I wanted to share with you. Uh, one of them is called The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And he is the um, founder of the Boston Trauma Center, specializes in trauma. That's what he does. He's a psychiatrist and he's a prolific writer and a wonderful speaker. He's from Holland. He's got a great accent, great sense of humor, wonderful person. Another two books uh, are from Peter Levine, Waking the Tiger is a bestseller. It's an amazing book and something that I think you'll find very interesting as well. Um, these are these are books that are written for lay people and uh, w- are very beneficial for therapists as well. Um, in an unspoken voice by Peter Levine as well is an even more recent one where he analyzes his own trauma um, and how that impacted him in, a, in, in an amazing way and how uh, his own repair process. No, it's not a a, a novel a autobiography uh, telling a sob story about his life. Not at the least bit. It's it's simply about a a car accident where a car hit him and how he recovered from that, uh, which can be triggering for some people. And again, in all these books, if you're reading them, if you are triggered, then take a break and uh, you know make a decision whether it's going to be beneficial for you or not. But uh, I'd say about 75% of the clients that I recommend these books to really gain a lot from them. Um, and the last book, which is a little bit more clinical, but r- really brilliant and amazing book, in my opinion, um, and I think that it could be appropriate for the lay uh, reader as well, is Sensory Motor Psychotherapy by Pat Ogden. And again, she really digs very, very deep into what the therapy process looks like, uh, why things get in the way, and uh, ways around that, and ways to work with that. So the bottom line is that we all have traumatic experiences in life, but in that resiliency and that commitment that we're going to get better, we could really, really improve our lives and improve the lives of all those around us. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.